Hello and welcome to San Dimas School of Film. My name's Al and I'm with Tim hey. and Jules How you going? and Bradley. Sick. Uh, San Dimas School of Film's podcast where four blokes end up talking about movies anyway, so we may as well record it. Boom. Uh, it was my choice today, fellas. Mm-hmm. We came off the back mm-hmm. of Moon last episode. How good was Moon? Oh. Oh. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about Moon again today? Nah, let's talk I- about Oblivion. <laughs> <laughs> I was so on board with that film. Oh. Well, well played, Timmy. Thank you. But alas, it's my turn now, as if my turn wasn't last week as well. <laughs> uh, and I went with 1975's Jaws, mm. a great film. Spielberg's second feature. He's like 27 or something. So first was... Duel. Duel. Yes. Mm. Love that movie. That film rules. That film rules. Yeah. But, more importantly... Brad's back this week. Hey! History with Brad. All right. Take it away. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, I must apologise for my tardiness for uh, last week. Okay, just a quick wrap-up. 1975, year before I was born. Um, according to this uh, site that I found on Google, a um, few things interesting about 1979. Uh, 75. Uh, <laughs> mood rings were popular. Rubik's Cubes. Pet Rocks apparently were pretty big. Eight tracks. Disco. Pez Candy. Magic Eight Balls. Uh, song of the year was The Captain and Tennille will, with Love Will Keep Us Together. Ooh. A couple of movies that came out in 1975 were One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, Ooh, Jaws, obviously, Nashville, Dog Day Afternoon, and oh. Barry Lyndon, probably the most bizarre of the Kubrick films. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dog Day Afternoon is great. Yeah, too. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. Boy, you boys haven't seen that. No, either, right? no, no. no. <laughs> you know what this is? This is just um, you know Highlander oh, all over again. This, these the, one side of the room, we've got wow, this great movie, and we're like, that movie's gonna suck. Just, you know, <laughs> nah, yeah. Dog Day Afternoon. Um, good. Check uh, it out. Some other slightly interesting things that happened in 1975. Vietnam War ended. Oh. Um, VHS like was invented. Yeah. Wow. Margaret Thatcher was in, uh, elected into uh, the to lead uh, Britain's Conservative Party. We all know where that went. Ah, oh, here we go. Uh, computer hobbyists uh, Steve Wozniak and Steve Jobs began work on a computer designs. Uh, together, they developed the Apple One prototype. Ooh, yeah. That didn't go anywhere. No, I haven't heard uh, anything about that one. And Arthur Ashe <laughs> won Wimbledon men's title. Oh, Amazing! Who and won the, the ice hockey, man? Who won the ice hockey? It's yeah, not in Stanley here. Cup. Come oh, on, man! No oh, Stanley yeah, Cup. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm really sorry. I can so tell you. Fine. Hang on. It's, uh, it's got to be Montreal. This whole podcast is no. a ruse. It's either Detroit or Montreal. That's what I'm getting. <laughs> no, no. Pittsburgh won the Super Bowl, according to this. Mm. Uh, Cincinnati won the World Series, yeah. and Golden State Warriors won their NBA. But no uh, Stanley Cup. No Stanley Cup. I know. Tumbleweeds. Yeah, tennis. Maybe it wasn't held that year, Tim. It was a dark day. <laughs> yeah. It obviously wasn't uh, the Habs or uh, anyone else of interest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks, Brad. No worries. History with Brad. History with Brad. Jaws. Jaws. Sick film. Great film. I may have said it last episode, but Jaws is touted as one of the first major summer blockbusters. Jaws changed the sort of the face of cinema and, and release dates and like, oh, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but Jaws so didn't only change big. cinema though. Jaws changed people. Yes. Yeah. Like, yes. you know, some people never went back to a beach again. That's you know? it. It changed humanity. It's a fair call. It did. It's a big shark. Yeah. It's a spoiler, alert. Was, it is, spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, there is a shark. <laughs> but it's still, movie. it's still something that's referenced today. Yeah, and oh, everybody knows the theme, yeah. mm-hmm. right? John Williams score. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows it. But like, it, it's it's one of the major things that like vilified sharks. Is that the right word? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I it's so. it. Yeah, like sharks just bloody sharks in the water. Were, sharks were just swimming, you know, just chilling, and, and then that's it. I'm sure every kid has this... been in his pool and pretend to be a shark and gone doon it, doon it, doon it, and like actually. Made that music, but it's it's uh, it changed people's perceptions of sharks. This film, like it, it drastically altered people's perception of sharks, and particularly, obviously, the great white shark, um, as a as a as massive a, as a bad problem. guy, yeah, killing bad guy. Yeah. That's a, yeah, a and bad I think guy. that there was I don't know where I saw this, whether it was like a documentary or whether I read it somewhere, but like there was a lot of shark killing going on after this film. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. there was a lot of people. You know, going out hunting sharks and you know that sort of thing, and everyone surprised. was like, "Yeah, you know, string them up and Damn, that sort of thing." Like it was, 
it was pretty brutal i think so it's it obviously had a massive impact on people it's because they were taking people's jobs <laughs> the sharks mm. yeah yep. <laughs> um <laughs> so thanks for that brad yeah <laughs> for that political statement yeah uh look this film is fantastic on so many different levels from start to end it's largely its success has come largely from the fact that the shark didn't work yeah uh Shark was named Bruce after Steven Spielberg's lawyer. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> really? And there were large portions of the film that had to be re reimagined, I guess, because the shark wasn't working and you would it was a constant battle and in interviews with Steven Spielberg he's just like the shark just never do what they wanted to do. They'd put it in and it would sink straight to the bottom. <laughs> Or it wouldn't, you know, it just wouldn't work. So they had to do a lot of shooting around the shark. And as a result, it became a lot more about the characters, particularly the three principal characters, Mm -hmm. uh, and how they interact with each other. And the shark is just kind of a byproduct, really. Like, Mm. it's just there in the background. Mm. Did that, um, the issues with the shark, did that have anything to do with the fact that we don't see the shark for so long. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what I was trying and to explain. Because I thought explain. that I thought that's that was just that's good the writing. brilliance of the film. Yeah. Like yeah. Is the fact I, you don't see it. Like I like I made note. I think we saw it an hour and two minutes in or something. It was the first mm-hmm. time we saw it. Yeah. But the I put that down to good hour, writing as opposed to anything else. Yeah, hour seventeen was the uh, first glimpse. Was the chumming scene? Chumming. You know, we're the we're gonna need a bigger boat. Ah. Like. You know, when you first get a proper glance yeah, at the shark. Yeah, one at one o two is where you see it under the water, getting that dude that's in that little that little boat near little the kids in oh, that yeah. in that little inlet bit. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Because I think it it really adds like the but before the that terror, you saw you know, nothing. Like, so. Yeah, you yeah. saw it from the shark's point of view. That's it. But that's there the whole are, thing, you know, the the great unknown. Yeah, yeah. so many people yeah. are getting wiped out, and you don't even see it. It's like because yeah. you go in the water, like yeah, you go for a swim. And you're sitting on top of the water, and you can't see anything that's underneath. Mm. And that's, I think, just worked so well. You know, it just play, it, just it plays on that played. fear so strongly. Oh, that's it, and it becomes so much about the psychology of it. Um, one thing I really liked about it was obviously one of the things with this movie is they're going for massive emotional devastation, right? And Obviously, the girl gets eaten at the start, and you're like, that is one of the most horrific scenes ever. so brutal. It is so brutal. She's like, the way she's screaming with the water and mash, it is horrible. But one thing I really, not that I liked it, but I liked it from a film point of view, was the fact that the scene on the beach, I'm probably jumping ahead a little bit here, but the scene on the beach where obviously there's been, the girl got attacked and, uh, you know, uh, what's his name? Brody, the Sergeant Brody. Chief Brody. Chief Brody. Chief Brody, thank you. Uh, he's sitting on the beach and like you know, he's kind of looking at everyone, going, "Who's going to get attacked?" Oh. But then, out of all the people, it's the kid. I want to, and it's like <laughs> I want to talk about that scene a lot. That we'll come back to that. Yeah. Well, we can go back to. Oh, yeah, fuck, we'll talk about it now. But like, out of all the people, you're like, "Oh, if an adult got killed, you'd be like, oh, you get, you're like, wow, that's horrible, adults." But it's the fact that the kid gets eaten out of all the people that adds like the most amount of devastation and fear and like, oh my God, it will go for anybody, including yeah. children. And like, yeah, that's that adds the, the terror. It's not a child though. It's like a, you know, an older teenage girl. No, no, no. No, we're talking yeah, about the second Oh, no, no, scene. the second scene, sorry. The boy who's on the yellow oh, line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, what the, makes the, that, what makes that very first death so strong as well is that they're at a party and they're having, they're very carefree and, and Epi- then, epitome of hippies, right, in that scene, I swear oh, to God. Just teenagers had a few beers. Yeah, know. and then out of nowhere, you know, mm-hmm. nastiness. Mm. Um, and it just it just sort of continues from there at this really steady pace of of intensity. Well, it's not it's not that steady pace. It it does ebb and flow, but in these in these beautiful moments of like, oh, this is a quiet bit, and we get to know some characters, and then there's this like crescendo of like when you see the, when the cop finds the arm, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, and you're like, oh, that's, you know, and the cop, you know, the whistle's like hanging out of his mouth and he's, you know, and then the next scene he's like sipping water because he's just distraught. Mm. You know, it has these like, it's, it's just, just a wave of emotion. Yeah. 
You know, it's uh, yeah. there's a lot of really good subtleties in this film, like, mm. just like little lines that don't generally make it into films these days because they're like, oh, it's not relevant to the story, so we won't put it in. Like little things like, uh, you know, like, oh, can I just have a glass of water? Because like, you know, when the when the science scientist is yeah. doing the autopsy, he's like, can I have a glass? Hooper, thank you. Uh, he's like, can I please have a glass of water? And yeah, it's like, you know, it just adds the, the adds shock a, value to it. It adds a, a sort of a human element because yeah. this guy. So we get introduced to Hooper, the the oceanographic, and he's basically like he's not a uni student, but you know he's this young young bloke who's kind of fairly new in the field. We discover later on he's he's sort of come from money, so he's got yeah. all this equipment, but he's he's reasonably like he's very knowledge, but he's you know he's the the young guy yeah. in the in the picture, right? You got Chief Brady and then Quint, uh, and so that. You know, like he knows all this stuff about sharks, and you feel like, yeah, he's been out, I guess, but a lot of it's sort of study. Yeah. And then he's, you know, he's never, he would have never have needed to find himself performing an autopsy before. Yeah. And so just that little throwaway line of, could I get a glass of water, gives you that impression that he's really struggling with yeah. this. Like, this isn't something he does every day. Mm. Yeah. But without telegraphing that to you, that real they human just drop element. in that little line. Yeah, and it's really nice. Uh, what were you going to say about the scene? So the scene where the kid got attacked. So there's a there's a really good look. I'm not going to do it justice. There's a really good uh, scene breakdown. I'm pretty sure you can find it on YouTube, but it's definitely on Vimeo. If you type in Jaws scene breakdown, this guy goes through this scene bit by bit and shows you how why Steven Spielberg's moving the camera in this way and, and who he's showing it on and just how precise things are lined up and, you know, who to focus on and you can and it tells you how, how Steven Spielberg directs you as an audience member at what to look at when and why you're looking at it without you really knowing or understanding why. Like, so the... The kid, for example, like you said, the kid getting killed mm. is nasty. Like, that's full on. But he televises that quite early on in that scene. Mm. But amongst showing you clips of the fat lady or the guy with the dog, right? Yeah. So, like, mm. at that point in the scene, it could be anybody, right? Yeah. yeah. Here's a kid. Here's a fat lady. Here's a dog. Here's a guy with the dog. You know, like... We don't who's, really who's know. Who's it going to be? Yeah, yeah but yeah. then we follow the kid and we get to know the kid a bit more. Yeah. And you're like, oh, you know, without... Because if you hadn't seen it, you know, before you're like, oh, I don't really know what's happening here. We're just following people on the beach. Yeah. And then it goes up to Chief Brody who's looking off in the distance. And then there are a bunch of really sharp cuts of a bunch of different things happening all at once. So you get this, this idea that Chief Brody is completely powerless in this yeah. situation. Mm. He's had he's had the town officials in his ear going, you can't close the beach. This is our biggest weekend of the year. Mm. But he's had this woman die on the beach that he knew about but hasn't really been publicised. So he's really torn, but there's so much going on. There's no possible way he can stop whatever's about to happen. Yeah. And then there's that really sweet... Um, the pullback zoom Yeah, it's a shot, pull, like, it's a dolly zoom, so... You see it quite a bit, don't you, that? Yeah, it's, it was used, it was sort of uh, used a lot in uh, Alfred Hitchcock's Vertigo, that Vertigo yeah. sensation, but it's used here as this, like, really sharp realisation of, like, he hasn't done anything about this, there's no way he could have stopped it, but now it's all on him. Yeah. Because, yeah. like it's going to come down on him like a ton of bricks now that this little kid's been taken. Yeah. Um, it's a really great, it's a really great clip clip. It's like 20, 30 minutes and he pulls it all apart and pauses it and explains it all. It's yeah. Check I, mean, it I haven't, I haven't seen that particular breakdown. It was something I just noticed watching it. Cause I, again, I watched it last night as a refresher and uh, like, I kind of get that idea in my head that in that scene, um, you know, Sergeant Brody is, he's, he's got a lot of chaos going in on in front of him in this amazingly calm scene, right? So obviously it's just mm. people floating in the water. And the chaos that I noticed um, was the fact that when he's sitting there and it and it's doing the cut shots between all the different people, 
the cut shots, there's no clear, distinct, you know, switch from one camera shot to another camera shot. The way it does it is that somebody walks yeah, in front of the camera. Wipes. They're all wipes of someone yeah. walking in front of the camera. And I'm like, is this a way that Spielberg is kind of representing the chaos around Brody in this amazing, like, you know, just someone walking in front of Brody for a split second is enough for him to go, oh, you're in my way, or, you know, yeah, you're causing panic. It. Yeah. Because each time it wipes, the camera gets closer to him. Yeah. Maybe it's, it's it's to demonstrate that he can't watch everyone. Yeah, yeah. it is. It's total. it's, oh, it's so... Like, yeah, such yeah. a good scene. Yeah. Such it's a like, good scene. And, you know, these tiny two bits, you know, uh, the bloke, the old bloke, <laughs> yeah. comes up and he's like, oh, you should get in the water, Chief. It's really nice. <laughs> and, you know, Chief Brody goes, that's some bad hat, it's Harry. Some bad hat, Harry. Yeah, which is... Then, I was trying to pick it. I couldn't remember. Oh, I was at the end um, of something. No, it's Brian Singer's production company. So Brian Singer who directed all the X-Men films and stuff. It's his production company oh. from like, you know, he's taken it from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That line. It's a little animated thing at the end. of There's a particular TV show that I've seen at the end of each episode. It's got a little animation. He goes, that's some bad hat, Harry. Brian Singer. I TV. can't remember the TV show. Oh, it's going to drive me crazy. No but oh. Someone look it up. I'll upload it one day. <laughs> you know, so um, going back to the start, I wanted to ask again, Al, I want to ask you the question because you've had experience in film. <laughs> you Vast know, experience. especially in 1975. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, because uh, I've never, I didn't want to look into it because I figured discussing it was better. The night shots, do they, what do they do? They tint the lens. So they shoot it during the day. With a tinted lens, is that how it is? Or are they, they're not actually shooting during the night? Because I swear to God, you know you see these movies, you, they, a lot of these older films have these night shots, and you're like, I swear that's daytime. It's during the day, yeah. I, I don't, don't know how they nah. did that. Like, lenses Obviously. and stuff Because I think cam- cameras now. back then, I don't think had a very good time filming in the dark. And obviously, it's there's well, a few shots where it's very clear in the dark. Was I'm it like, last it looks... episode? No, it was this one you were talking about, Barry Lindemann. Hmm. That Barry was Lindemann. all shot. Sorry, Lindemann. Barry Lind- Lindgren. <laughs> was all shot by candlelight, like natural yeah, candlelight, yeah, yeah. and the aperture was so wide to let all that light in. Oh, I know the movie you're talking about. Yeah. Now. Sorry. Anyway. So that's yeah. like, the, and that's you know touted as like a huge feat in. Yeah, but it also gave this light. beautiful softness to that. Yeah. To that film. Yeah. yeah. It's stunning. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, but you're right. That that does look like day tinted night. Because I know that, but it's also like twilight. Oh, like yeah. it's it. It's early morning, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Cause not like Twilight com- the movie, because I was about to stab <laughs> you with whatever sun, I could get. Bit, the sun's, but I mean, sun's coming up. Yeah. Yeah. If you're doing some production, you know, you're not gonna, you know, work with that. That would 15 be minute window. Mm. Oh yeah, dawn, dawn. dawn. Yeah, yeah. So, Sorry, I know because I know Science. I know there's there's a few of the night shots in Point Break. <laughs> I know we're not discussing Point Break anymore, <laughs> but uh, I know that. In a couple of shots of Point Break, when we were discussing Point Break, I didn't bring it up at the time, but a couple of those night shots are the same deal. They they have clearly been filmed during the day because the sun is blazing, but they put this epic tint. I don't know whether it's um, post-production or wherever they do it, um, whether they're doing it when they film, whether they tint the lens. I don't know. I have to look it up. I was good. I thought you might have known, so Sorry. that's why I asked you. Sorry. I just got the coffees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, the, the tension was just like, Paramount in this film. I was talking. I was babbling mm-hmm. before about Absolutely. like the waves of tension, but like there's tension in a scene, and then there's not, and then there is like just the uh, the scene with the pier oh. getting ripped off, mm-hmm. and then the shark turns around and comes back in. Like the number of times you don't see the shark, but you know the shark is there, uh. yeah, is so frequent in this film. Like like you look at all the barrel sequences at the end. Like, the shark is not in those shots at all. It's just a barrel going through the water. But you get such a visual image of this shark. And the pier was the same thing. Like, it was a pier floating towards a bloke who was swimming and his mate going, dude, the pier's coming. Get out of the water. (laughs) But you're sitting there going... Dude, you're gonna get eaten by the pier. Dude, <laughs> peers don't do that. Peers don't. Yeah. <laughs> peers don't chase after you. Yeah. But you know, like again, that's just sort of everything coming together. That music being so strong, you know, and and the build up to all that. Yeah, like, I think um, the at the start or the first half, at least, of the film, that iconic music is only appearing when the sharks yeah. around. But I think later on. It's 
it happens a bit more frequently even when the shark's not. Is that right? Or is it only when the shark's attacking or present? I no, the, said... the, the music's not playing when the shark's attacking. It's that the music is... Sorry, and you know what I mean. Yeah, like is the that shark's coming. When, you when know the shark's there, there yeah. but you can't see it. Yeah. 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 Moving away from the, uh, the first couple of scenes... Um, but they're so good. Oh, the, the whole movie's <laughs> brilliant. Like I was saying before, um, I watch this movie four, five, maybe six times a year. This is one uh-huh. of my all-time favourite films. Nice. And my wife just like walks past the DVD player, picks up the cover and says, really? Again? <laughs> it's like, yeah. Should we um, call that? Should, should give me a call, man. <laughs> no worries. Come what are you doing tomorrow? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I absolutely love this film oh, okay. and I've watched it that many times okay. and I, I never get sick of it and it just it just keeps me excited the whole time. Mm. But the thing I love about it, it could almost not have the shark in it. I love the three characters. Oh, they're so yeah. good. And I love the attention to detail on the film. So the whole point of the film is that it's a great white shark in an area where there should not be mm. sharks at all other mm. than little ones let alone a great white shark. So they've done, They've put their attention to detail on the facts that... Uh, what's the scientist's name? I always forget his name. Hooper. Yeah, Hooper. Sorry. I love, the, the I love that you watch it like with. four times a yeah, year. I yeah, I know. That's so weird. Yeah, I just have a mental blank. Um, but the facts that he comes out with are, are actual shark facts. Mm. And mm. this goes back to the fact that they use the uh, the tailors, so the, the, yeah. the um, cinematographers. Viv, Viv and... Valerie. Oh, Val. Sorry. Yeah, and I can't remember her husband's name. But, Val you know, and, and these guys are legendary shark people. They did all the National Geographic stuff for about 105 years. Mm. <laughs> and so they And they were the actual what do these sharks do? And they were, huh. they got all the correct information and all the correct information on all the other sharks. Well, they provided all the footage. All the, all the actual shark footage is yeah. provided by them. And it's, I just love the attention to detail. And even to the point where it's, you know, it's basically set up as a thriller film, but there's great bits of comedy in it. Oh. There's some excellent history when he's talking about the... Oh um, my God, the Indianapolis. The, the Indianapolis that. and what happened and things like that. And these are all factual things. Nothing's made up. Yeah, they're might. not just not doing the typical Hollywood thing now and just making facts up that aren't uh, real. They've actually done their research. That it's monologue, great. I love it. Oh, it's is fantastic, just breathtaking. And that's probably that that scene is probably the best scene in the movie. Now, for me. which scene are we talking about? Oh, he's we... talking about the the USS Indianapolis. Oh, oh, sorry. And they're all in the water. When you said yeah. Indian, I thought you were talking about car race. <laughs> sorry, no, no, yeah, no, no, absolutely, yeah. yeah. And sorry. then you know, and then that scene's interrupted. Yeah, by the shark. Mm. By the shark. That's all right. You know, after the singing and you know, and all that sort of stuff, and they're making all the noise, and all of a sudden, bang! It's like, yeah. Jesus Christ, what mm. the hell happened? But you know, so much funny, just great one-liners and and bits of comedy sting. So we were talking about earlier, you know, the the car in the yard, and yeah, the, you know, all that in the yeah, in the yard, yeah, <laughs> and just bits and pieces like that that just you, you giggle and. Is the the hunt is it Quinn or Quint? Quint. 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 I um the first scene that he's in that little town meeting. Oh man, I laughed so hard when he did the oh, down the blackboard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, look at this cowboy. And um, the first thing I thought of was, and obviously they, I think they probably referenced Quint. Um, has anyone seen The Ghost in the Darkness? Yeah, oh, not since you watched it a thousand a times. A long, long time ago. Yeah, yeah. so. Have you seen Ghost? In- you, you oh, were, I feel you like have I seen have. It. I... Ghost of Darkness basically they're building um, they're building a railroad through Africa. And... A tiger in Africa. Oh yeah, and great it, film. And yeah, these these lions start eating all the workers. Workers, yeah. Um, and they call in Michael Douglas, who's the hunter. And as soon as I saw Quint, I'm like, oh, this is who Michael Douglas was based on. <laughs> <laughs> he's like the same kind of just blasé, kind of, he always seems pissed, like just kind of drunk a bit. He's Ugh. like bloody Robert Muldoon. Well, Clever like, girl. I think Mul- girl. Muldoon... Nah, because Quint's like, you know, he's mm. like, for this much money, like it's a business. He's like, for this much money, I'll give you the head, the tail, the mm, bits in the middle, yeah. whatever you want. I'll give you the whole thing. Like, and I love the yeah. um, Muldoon was too structured though. Yes. He was he was it's part of a structure. These guys are cowboys. Cowboys. They're yeah. not. They're not. They, well, they're not on the, a salary or anything like Muldoon. They're yeah. <laughs> and that's the great thing about the three characters is that they literally are three points of a triangle. Yeah. So yeah. you've got you've got Quint that's just pay me money, I'll catch you a shark. Yeah. And you've got Hooper that's like, no, no, we we actually need to work out what's going love, on. Let's, let's love sharks. Love study sharks. sharks yeah. And the other guys afraid of water. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. And you know you've got. Uh... Well, why am I having mental blanks? Hooper. 
No. Brody. 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 Thank you. <laughs> Ma- oh, Martin Brody, yeah? Is that right? S- Martin? Is his name Martin? Yeah. I don't sure. know. Tumbleweed's wrong. Chief, I think, Chief. is his first Chief. name. Hey, so he's there and he's all he's doing is, I just want the shark gone because this is my job. And like yeah. I took this job because it's piss easy. I yeah, love right? the fact that he was such a rookie. Not, not at police. Like he had... Like the movie really makes reference a couple of times to how little he knows about sharks or anything like that. Like it's really good. Like it's not like because well, he's read come one from book. New York. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So New maybe York. Brody's like Sergeant Angel from. I was from just Hot about Fuzz. to say Hot Fuzz. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, just, just yeah. like I, lo- I love Quinn's character. He's like one of the the greatest characters ever written. Personified and- by the scene where. They're getting ready to go out in the uh, orca. That's exactly oh. where he, I was going. I know he's going. He's just like off the chain crazy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so uh, good. And they're, they're packing the cage. Oh. Cage goes in the water. What are you doing, Shark, Hopper? Man goes in the water. <laughs> Shark's, Shark's in the water. In the water. <laughs> Salsa shark. Clerks reference. Farewell, and adieu. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. I love it. But it was just all these crap. Like, so Robert Shaw is oh, like who's classic awesome. actor. Yeah. Absolutely. But he, like, he apparently, you know that, like, little rhyme he said? Uh, what is it? Uh, something about... Right, he talks, he talks a lot of misses shit. Misses someone <laughs> losing your virginity. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not bad for this here vicinity. He'd yeah. read that on, like, a gravestone oh. somewhere in Ireland. <laughs> like, God. And just... And just thrown it in, just oh, like it's a morbid, it morbid line. Throw it in with yeah. a morbid film. But, like, that scene is bananas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, he, you know, he, he he's fully getting down Hooper's throat. He's like, let me see those hands. Ah, oh, these are city hands, you know. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. And tie me a sheep shank. And he's like, oh, you know. I really great. liked it how after Hooper ties the sheep shank, yeah, rather than even looking at it, he just throws it aside. <laughs> yeah. Like he's like, it's like he's testing him, but he's not, you know, like yeah. just throws it aside. But I liked uh, with um, Brody, one thing that I really liked, I made a note of was, he answers the phone. So after the very first attack, and this is, I was like, this is a really good um, insight into his character that he's kind of like come from the big city, lights and clockwork. And it was a line when he answers the phone, he's like, hey, Brody, blah, blah, blah. And the first thing he says, do they float or do they wash up? Like, and he's clearly yeah. referring to, oh, okay. So there's been, you know, someone who's dr- possibly drowned or whatever. And he's like, oh, he, instead of being like, oh, how horrible or blah, blah, blah. Like, he's just, I'm police chief. Yep. Do they float? Do they wash up? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I, I love that. I, I thought that was a great I establishment. Tell you what I really liked about that scene is that Brody's in the foreground hmm. and his wife and son are in the background and his son's cut himself on the swing or something. Yeah. Like, something that just, like, that's his family life going on in the background. Yeah. And his work life going on in the foreground, right? Yeah. Now, they're out of focus, but the volume is exactly the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, we're concentrating more on what Brody's saying because he's closer and in focus. Yeah. But it's confusing because you're still taking in the volume from the wife and the son. So, it gives this like, this sort of chaos or this division of like, this is both happening at once. Like, he's he's moved his family. Yeah, there's heaps of that. He's moved his family out here to this island. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. The receptionist is talking all the time. Yeah. Even though other stuff is going on and people are coming in. It's this like out of control sort of anarchy going on. Does that also make the audience more invested in what is happening? Because you're like, tell these people to shut up. Something's happening. Like, you know, we want to know what's going on. Yeah, exactly. Like everyone's sort of too busy and too concerned with other things. Mm. Yeah. That this shark kills like three or four people. Well, no, it gets to the kid before it becomes Mm. well-known. But, like, there's so much going on all the time that it's kind of, like, sort of distraction. Yeah, it gives it that whole... Because there's constant chaos. Yeah. Because even when he... So, you know, there's obviously the home life where the the mother and the son are talking. He goes to the uh, police office where he's typing up. And it's like, it's chaos noise there with his receptionist. Then he goes into the street and there's constantly people coming up to him. Yeah. Which kind of really suggests really well that he's got a lot on his plate. Yeah. yeah. You know? And, like, it, but, and but, it does it also suggest that the, the magnitude of the situation based on the setting in terms of this is not something that happens yeah. in this area. Yeah. Because the people that are... Come, like, that. going back to that beach scene, I won't hop on, but going back to that beach scene... Brody's there, he's trying to 
concentrate or he's just like sort of spaced out on this is going to happen again probably. I have no idea when. I have no idea how to control. And people are coming up to him all the time with like... Just random stuff. Random like... The crappiest. Island stuff. Like what is all important to them because that's the kind of stuff that happens on the island. Yeah. You know, it was like, oh, some guy, you know, it's like, I can't remember what it is, but... Well, there's you know, the, it's inane of, sort of policing stuff. Yeah, like really like crappy stuff. Like one of the one of the, when he's walking to the store to make so he can get paints for the signs is like someone's complaining that someone's like karate chopped the picket. Yeah, the, it's like the, that's the worst. It's crime like the Cub Scouts on. are now karate chopping all the but, fences. Yeah, or that's something. supposed to be the premise of the thing, though. He's like yeah. you know just about to go to retirement. He's come from New York where it's chaos. You know, yeah. twenty five yeah. hours a day, yeah. and he's gone. How about you take this job on the island? You know, the busiest day or weekend you're going to have is this weekend. Yeah. You'll be right. Other than that, it's kids karate chopping fences. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. you know, nice little ease into retirement, buy a house there, settle down, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then, oh, and then there's a great white shark. Yeah, and all yeah. of a sudden there's, there's yeah. Real problems. But again, I, I love the fact that he he's not like, he doesn't, because it shows him researching the sharks. He's reading some books. And I like the fact that even throughout the whole movie, he's still complete amateur at everything he does except for police work. Yeah. You know, like, it's not like a lot of movies where they portray a, char- portray a character where he'll read a book once and all of a sudden he's an expert. And like, yeah. It just kept him at a really humble level and he knew when to step back and this young college guy, you know, Hoover, yeah. he was in control at certain points. And this that, is also, and that's, um, But that's what's also great about being on the boat with the three of them. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's one guy calling all the shots and they're just doing whatever they're told. Yeah. You know, Uber drives the boat. Yeah. Three you different dynamics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think the other thing, um, getting back to what you were saying, Julian, was that, well, that I've always looked at with this film is, like, we, you know, we live in Australia. Mm-hmm. Sharks and crocodiles and things that bite you and kill you and <laughs> eat you and stuff. It's kind of like, you know, they right. exist. We know they exist. We live in a country full of them. Like, you know, where we live, they don't exist that much. But to hear someone's been eaten by a shark or you go, meh, yeah. shouldn't have well, been swimming there. Well, shouldn't have been yeah. 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 <laughs> But for the rest of the world, you know, sharks are at this massively terrifying thing that doesn't exist where they are. Yeah. And I think so that the premise from like watching Jaws as an Australian, you go, man, it's a shark. Yeah. Nah, sure. Plenty of them. You know, whereas, but in where this island is, there, there's no sharks. Sharks yeah. don't go there. Mm. You know, so, yeah. And, I suppose that's, I mean, because that's why everyone's so quick to dismiss any idea of it, I, I guess. I mean, do we, do we actually yeah, find out why yeah. uh, sharks aren't really seen in that area? Like, why, do we know why? Like, what is it about that spot that why sharks? Do they? I don't know if they mention it in the did, movie. Or you not. did this it's last a, time, didn't you? Where you asked a question where clearly none of us some, knew. You asked something about Jupiter last time. Yeah, I'm just. It's, uh, it's a, a great white, and it's basically just a hunter, and it's just not territorial. Not they, they mentioned this. They mentioned this. Eat, they did mention and it. swim and make little baby sharks. <laughs> Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's probably they just... called it territoriality or something. Territoriality. But look, that's probably one of the only things. It seems to be one of the only things that they kind of got a little bit wrong is that great whites really only live in really really cold waters. You know, really. And this is a resort community. Yeah, like people go there for. But the whole point of that is is and getting back to it is this shark shouldn't be here. Yeah, you know. So what's it doing here? But somebody does mention that how cold the water is, and I noticed that. And then I was watching people was get hairy. in the water. It's cold. Yeah, and everybody's like fucking freezing. So maybe it's maybe it's cold enough. Global warming. Global warming. Well, they <laughs> mention it's a rogue shark. Yeah, it's a rogue. Yeah. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. Rogue. Yeah. Um, one thing I really liked, obviously, about the the difference in the three characters, and I again, I might be jumping a bit forward here, is uh, when the three of them are on the boat at the end, um, and uh, Quint is he's been battling with the shark for quite some time. And he finally gets to a point where they've been pretty battered about, you know, the Sharks give him a real run for their money. And he finally gets to a point where he actually, without directly doing it, kind of asks Hooper for help. Yeah. He doesn't directly say, hey, he, he, he kind of says, so what have you got in these bag of yeah, tricks? Yeah, it's like he gets to a point where he's like, nah, I'm out of ideas. Yeah. And right. I was like, oh, okay, this is like his biggest challenge. Really, yeah, it's a really great moment where he's where- just like, all right. Well, it's I, almost I like help. this is Quint's life purpose a yeah. bit. Like he's obviously a big. Well, it game turns hunter. into a very like Captain Ahab. Yeah, like it's about yeah, Quint absolutely because he men- yeah. he mentions like the taxidermy guy. Like, what's the yeah, taxidermy yeah. guy going to do <laughs> yeah, when I, I bring this in? So he's obviously a, like a big game hunter or something like that. So he's used to catching and killing 
or hunting uh, like sharks yeah what a, yeah exactly like, so sharks, this is like sharks. this is like his <laughs> biggest yeah his biggest taxidermy man's gonna have a heart attack so when it gets into the like there's a point where he just starts losing it like he's and you just like you know this is starting to break him now. like when he smashes the radio yeah yeah, yeah. and you just like you just like this is like almost like this is a make or break thing for him a bit yeah. like this is what he's been waiting for yeah this is the one yeah mm-hmm. um yeah. he's yeah like going back to that like crazy scene you know like <laughs> which one the, the <laughs> prepping for where they're getting on the boat yeah, oh yeah. yeah one point Quinn's like I got seen one in a rocking chair like it's just like <laughs> spinning <laughs> like Robert Shaw is just producing brilliance out of out of every word what kind of scenario do you, do you well, need to be in you got- to see a shark in a rocking chair like how do you how does that happen you know like Hey, look, strange things happen. You know, I'm I'm yeah. doing renovations on my house and we dug a hole in the backyard and I found a washing machine. What? Yeah. So what? Yeah, maybe a shark did it a rushing or walk, a, <laughs> a rocking chair. A rocking chair. So if you're on a boat and you're on a rocking chair and you rocked correctly, you'd be still Oh, it's like oh. a gyroscope. Maybe Whoa. that's how someone invented gyroscopes. That's like, what's the sound of one hand clapping? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's profound. And then the shark just went, <laughs> fuck this. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. I don't know if it, Who brings a rocking you, chair on a boat? <laughs> yeah. Did any of you guys notice that Quinn actually has like this sidekick dude? I don't, did anyone notice yeah. that? Yeah, the old I was guy. Like, yeah, I was like, who is this guy? Maybe that's... Baldry. When you mentioned the taxidermist, I'm like, maybe that's the taxidermist <laughs> guy. Yeah. I don't know. I was he's just like, first mate. Oh. Yeah. I wonder if that guy had like more lines and he's like, yes, this is my big movie break now. And then like, deleted scenes. <laughs> so, while we're on the boat in that third act, the scar scene... You know, where uh, they're comparing scars. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if anyone else picked this up, but there's a point where, you know, so Hooper and Quint are going back and forth. There's a point where Brody lifts up his yeah. shirt and he's got a scar like on his on his abdomen. Mm-hmm. Oh, and nice. and he pulls it up and looks at it. Appendix. Well no. <laughs> see, I don't know. So yeah. but this is but like this is comes back to what you were saying, Jules, about how he's quite sheltered and humble and not very knowledgeable outside his job, right? Yeah. So I had two thoughts go through my head. One was that it was an appendix. Right, he had his appendix out. Like that's his hardcore and he was story. Too to, yeah. yeah, he's like, oh, I had my appendix not, out. Though. Or he's a new. It was the New York cop thing, and it was something far more traumatic. Or that he couldn't talk about. It's yeah. got something to Too do much with emotion. the reason why he doesn't like boats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is why, like, this is another reason why it's so great. But that's because another, yeah, it's that's these great. things because that are there, just in what's there. That? Yeah, what's that? Well, they give you little insights to the character without just going, without going so when he was a cop in New Oh, York, how about that time you... Yeah. Or he suddenly uh, had a flashback and no! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it takes away all that and makes you actually just sit back and go, it's okay, like something's layers. there. Yeah. Don't know what that is, but something's there. He's, yeah. yeah, I mean, maybe I I, I like the uh, the theory. Not that I like people getting shot, but I do, I like the theory that he got shot because I think maybe maybe at one point he was this like stronger well, dude. Maybe, maybe that's what forced him into this. Yeah, exactly. exactly. That's why he's where he is now. He's but his wife, like before they go, so that the crazy scene where they're all yelling at each other about to go onto the trip, mm. uh, like his wife is in control of what he's doing until he gets on that boat. Yeah. She's like, you've got your rubbers and you've got this and you've had your thing in it. And he's like, oh, yeah, dear. You know, like he's very much, you know, sheltered. So maybe, yeah, he's been through some pretty hard traumatic experience. And yeah. now he's like this quiet, but still confident yeah. kind of person. Mm. Huh. So good. Yeah. <laughs> um, Subtle. Subtleties. Yeah, we talked about that monologue. It's breathtaking. And I think... I want to say Robert Shaw wrote it, but I'm not sure. See what that, I did is there? Is that his brother? Yeah, yeah, I like See that. what I did there? <laughs> <laughs> Unintentional sure. pun. But that, yeah, that's <laughs> just this, like, this whole, you know, there's this, the scene's so high and happy and then it's just, yeah. And then it goes back up again and then, yeah, and then bang, the, the shark's And then there. the shark's axe. Mm. Um, um, and it's the, you know, that is that, uh, the wave or roller coaster of this film is up and down, up and down, up and down. And it's just, and you don't know what's coming next. And, great yeah so speaking speaking about okay so we're we're on the boat we're hunting this shark down um can we talk about this cage scene because this cage scene was brutal like i like i know they're out of ideas 
but getting in the water Jesus Christ. seems ridiculous. In, considering what the shark is doing to a jetty, yeah. <laughs> we're getting in this. Well, well look, to be fair, aware of that. they weren't there at the jetty. Yeah, but they okay. did. Hear, they heard about it. Surely, word of mouth would get out about the jetty. You know, there's a island. scene. There's a scene straight after where that 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 deputy is actually telling Brody about you it. See that jetty, jeez. Well, no, he's telling because they're more laughing about the the wife's roast. He's like, oh, no, no, you know, oh yeah, it. that's right. And he's like, that's not a laugh. That's not funny. That's not a laughing matter or something like. Yeah, yeah. So he's obviously aware of it. Mm. Um, but is that a, is that just a clear cut case of pure desperation? Well, that's what I think. Like I wrote a note down when they were putting it together. Like, well, the cage is out. This is going to get slaughtered. And even yeah. though you like, I'd seen it before, but it's like, <laughs> it's like of all the stuff that they're doing. Like, holy shit. It's, it's the equivalent of running upstairs in a horror film. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, does... does um, oh shit, now I've forgotten his name. Hooper. Hooper. <laughs> does Hooper... I can't help but think this guy's got a little bit of a death wish, man, because when, they, when they're out and about using the fish finder at nighttime, Brody and Hooper, and they stumble across the half-sunken boat, and Hooper gets in the water there as well, with no cage. You know, like, just before yeah. that epic jump scare where the well, head comes so, out. Before that, though, like, sorry, not before that, in that scene yeah. where he finds the head, yeah. he he didn't know it was a great white. Like, they don't know what they're dealing with oh, at that point. It's not until he yeah, finds So he's like, let's get out on the water and find out. And he finds, and he the, finds tooth. the tooth and he's like, dude, that was a great white tooth. Yeah. But he drops it. And that's when he sort of, he doesn't panic, but he's like, this is serious. This yeah. is a great white. We're in all sorts of trouble here. Mm. That's right. Because in the next the scene beaches. is when he's, they're talking to the mayor. Yeah, in front the of the, the in front of the billboard. That's and and I, I really like that bit uh, with Hooper, where the mayor is just not budging. Yeah, and Hooper comes up and he's like, "I'm leaving." Yeah. Fuck this. Yeah. Or when you um, guys can all die. Where where those guys are all getting ready to go out on the boat and Hooper's like, Don't go out there and he just turns around and goes, Well, they're all gonna oh, die. They're all gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's so good. Yeah, but I, I can't help but think that Hooper is just like I mean, yes, he doesn't know, but I suppose. Why like, at, why would you get in the water? At why the same you get in I the don't water? know, but look at the same time he is like he is emotionally invested in this yes. too. Because this is his life's this is his yeah. life's work as well. He, he like, almost has to be right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, yeah, Hoover's and in fact the mayor, real arrogance the mayor says it at one point, uh, in that scene that we were just talking about. The He's billboard. like Yeah, in the billboard scene. Yep. He says to Hooper, Oh, you just wanna it's in fact it's right before that line. He's like, Oh, you just want the glory. Get of, get on the cover of, uh, of National Geographic. National Geographic. Yeah, 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 you just yeah, want yeah. the glory of finding the shark. You're not. You don't actually care about us Islanders. Like it's a real us and them. Mm. Yeah, and there's a scene because there's actually a scene where, in that beach scene where um, uh, Brody's watching all the people just before the kid gets eaten, where some woman very clearly says, oh, "If you're not an Islander, you never will be." Yeah, and I was like, okay, so that really helps to you know, show that separation. But yeah. um, the mayor is. I understand he's trying to further his political gain. I kind of find found him a bit unbelievable. Like a lot of the characters in this movie are very believable, and I was like, "That's really cool." But I just I found the mayor a bit unbelievable. Like, surely no one in their right mind is going to act the way he does. Even after the kid gets killed, he gets his friends. When you know when everyone comes to the beach, but no one's getting in the water. Yeah, he makes and his friends brutal. get in the water. His that's... friends are like, "Get in the water, man!" And they're like terrified. Yeah, yeah. The, the the shot of the mother. Just, yeah. They're all walking in. She's just like wide-eyed. They're <laughs> just... terrified. Like, this guy is willing to send his friends to their deaths. But to, like, see, <laughs> I think that's I think that demonstrates that blind arrogance. Because after that, after that kid gets taken, he's he's talking to someone. And he's like, my kids were on that beach too. Like, oh, yeah. it's I didn't realise. Yeah. yeah, I didn't realise what a mistake. Because yeah, he's in just... In the hospital. He's yeah. like, this is our biggest weekend. Like you said, Brad... Shark, those sharks don't exist in those waters. So yeah. why would anyone expect? Like, no one's believing Brody because when they say like, yeah. they were they were they were touting that the first girl was a boating accident or something. Yeah, yeah. that's what it was initially a, reported. A boat, yeah, as. Yeah. yeah, you know, like yeah. Now nah, that but that man, I mean, can we talk about his uh, fashion sense? Apparently, uh, found that in an op shop or something. Oh, really? A jacket. I love it with the little so anchors all over it. Anchors, oh yeah. man, that guy played like a mayor or some form of politician in just about every single movie he was in. <laughs> oh, really? Absolutely. 
Oh, you know what? He as, as dumb as the mayor is, he there's he makes one good decision for the whole movie, and that is when all the fishermen they blue they, suit. Yes, <laughs> two two <laughs> two good decisions. <laughs> uh, it's um it's when they there's a bunch of fishermen and obviously everyone's in a row. They all want to claim this prize of three thousand dollars for catching the shark, and um they the mayor makes one good decision to say we're not going to cut the shark open right now yeah. and have that kid fall out just in case this is the shark it's like the one good yeah. decision he makes for the whole movie i reckon yeah Other but he that, also like you know the decisions made and his whole character is is you know it's a, it's obviously purposely done like this but it's all about saving votes yes you know, it's like, I, exactly know, the, the these are voters yeah, that are coming like, out here i'm and not doing, having I don't want to deal with this situation. Yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. I mean, this is bad for my image and this in the next election they will think about this. One, one thing that's really awesome about that scene where they've got the sharks strung up and the, and the mayor, you know, all the fishermen are celebrating that, like, as a movie watcher, you know, that's not the shark. You're like, that's not the shark. It's We're only 30 minutes in or however long it's been going for, right? So you know it's not the shark. But I love the fact that they've got um, the main character of the movie being Sergeant Brody. He's even celebrating as he's well. So he's so into ecstatic. it. Yeah, yeah. He's and like, I'm like, yeah, you guys did it. Cool. You and know? Hooper's like, nah, nah yeah. this isn't it, man. But uh, yeah. but even Hooper is like, it could be. Oh, yeah, that's He's like, right. it's a tiger shark. Maybe the jaw's a bit small, but it could be. And that's why they have to go and cut it open at night and, yeah. and, and you know, mm. get the entrails out. But, that's uh, a good point, though, in terms of... Um, uh, in terms of Brody celebrating, yeah, like it, it just shows that he has no idea. Like he's no. yeah. Yeah. clueless. Yeah, he he sees any shark, he goes, "Oh my god, it's a big shark! It looks dangerous." It's a, it's a big shark. It's, like, a, it's a fair call. Caught a shark. Done. Especially yeah, if you come yeah. from Stamp it up. I didn't come here for this crap. That's Done. It, yeah. That's a shark. Now, where, where were those kids with a picket fence? <laughs> yeah, exactly right. yeah. Next case. <laughs> yeah. No unsolved crimes. In, <laughs> case closed. In Amity Island. Amity yeah. Island. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, so I, that's, again, it's a, I think it's just another one of those little uh, little nuances in this film that really just give it, a, you know, a really uh, humane feel. Mm-hmm. You know, he's happy. Because, you know, like every Hollywood movie, like, it's always the main character where it's like, I don't think that's it. You know, like, whereas he, as the main character, I mean, I think we, it's fair to well, say Well, he's, he's really flawed and, it, and because he's so flawed, it makes him accessible to us. Like, it means yeah. that we can relate to him because you'd be like yeah sweet we got yeah. it you know yeah. like, that's and that's it. the thing like you know New York hunting down you know robbers and pimps and stuff yeah <laughs> no worries catching a shark mm-hmm. I don't know anything so what do I do with my hands you know that's <laughs> it yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah nah awesome film awesome film I've actually seen the shark I'm proud to say I went to uh, on the Hollywood tour nice. uh, at Universal Studios and saw the old rusty broken down saddest looking yeah. mechanical device there, I've ever seen in my life there were four. Oh, is that many? Yeah. Wow. I saw one. Nice. It looked pretty shit. <laughs> well, I must say. And there was oh, I was I was watching a a making of Docker it must have been, and they were talking about how they spent a lot of time just waiting, either for the shark to work <laughs> or they were saying like a a sailboat would appear in the background. <laughs> Oh. And they'd have to wait until it got <laughs> all the way across. Oh. And they'd be like, ready, ready. And then hope another sailboat <laughs> would go oh. across. Oh. That'd yeah. be punishing. Amazing. Um, but yeah, like I just like for Spielberg's second film, look, I'm I'm a little bit ashamed, so I haven't seen Duel, but I'm very keen to Really? Yeah, yeah. see so watch Duel. Mm-hmm. You um, have to watch Duel. Well, maybe pick, maybe you'll have to. Maybe pick it for your next film. Yeah, uh, <laughs> no, that's it, Al. I'm not going to tell you what to do, but watch Duel. But man. watch Duel, <laughs> <Duel, laughs> or I'll kill you. I know you so. have, yeah, freedom. Is, like you have independent thought, but watch <laughs> it. Do it. Um, yeah, but do it. But now. like for a, you know, look the last, like for, for Spielberg's second film, this is incredible. Oh. Especially for the mid seventies. I mean, the last one we did, uh, Moon. Mm. Was that Duncan Jones's first feature? Mm. Like that's pretty hot straight off the mm. the bat as well. But you know, like it's a massive achievement. And then to think that he went on from there and just like shat gold for <laughs> another thirty years. Yeah, like it's it's great to see how strong this is mm. right from the start. Yeah, and just how I really love hearing those kind of directors talk about their films. I feel like J.J. Uh, Abrams is is sort of like a current one and he's almost like a protege 
of Spielberg. Like, mm. have you, has anyone seen Super Eight? Yes. Yeah. Super Eight is mm. JJ's like love letter to Steven Spielberg's monster movies. Really, it's a, it's like a it's, weird movie. Yeah, it's a good right. movie. I like it. I like yeah, it. but I I love those directors that are passionate, so passionate about just making movies. Mm. Like making movies is great because I love watching movies, right? Yeah. Like it's and you can see that in the way they talk about their films, no matter how how old they are or how much trouble it was to make them and that sort of stuff. I reckon this is what you just said. I've never really thought about it until you just said it then. This is probably one of the biggest issues I have with the current like superhero films that are coming out is that to me, they feel like they're just mass producing them and just churning them out as quickly as possible as opposed to really putting that love into them uh, without I, getting into I it too much. I disagree huh? to a degree. All right. Uh, I think like the the big run of movies at the moment is, is coming like it's the Marvel DC yeah. competition that's now just happening in film, and I think Marvel are doing amazing things. Right? They yeah. are they have they have created a universe for that it's accessible for heaps of people. Like they've they've broadened their audience out of comics yeah. hugely, and they've now created this universe where. Uh, like a really good example is uh, Captain America three came out recently, mm. right? Civil War, and most people know that to catch up with what's going on, mm. you don't find the answers in Captain America two. You find it in oh, like, Ant Man or, or Iron in Man. you know okay, in yeah, Avengers. Like mm-hmm. they've created this universe, and that's an amazing thing that they've been able to build a coherent universe over like 15 or 20 films yeah. that's that's engaged so many people. I think yeah. it's very different I, yeah, to what I, we were, ta- we're talking about with Jaws. Probably what I'm used to is I'm used to having a movie like Jaws. You go, wow, that is a one of a kind, even though they yeah. made some sequels, I think. Yeah, they made <laughs> three. Yeah, mm. let's pretend they didn't. Let's just say they made one. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, like, so yeah, like, I like that as opposed to having that broad universe. Yeah. kind of movie but yeah, yeah I suppose yeah I yeah. just think it's like there's I still there are definitely films that are just like churned out mm. like they're up to like the what fifth Transformers or something yeah. uh, you know like uh, yeah. that okay yeah, so but that, that, that would have been a better example but okay. look yeah, yeah. we all sit here and groan but they're making it because people are going to see them like yeah. the only reason well not the only but a very large reason for films getting made now is because they're a successful business venture. I can put 20 bucks into a film and get a hundred bucks out. Yeah. Because it's what people are paying to see, right? Like, Mm. whereas, you know, and like I was saying earlier, Jaws is like, you know, one of the first big summer blockbusters. Yeah. But it was still so expertly crafted. Yeah. That people were seeing it because it was a, a, uh, challenging film it made people feel stuff mm. as opposed to it being a recognisable franchise like mm. oh yeah I've seen those other Transformers I like them because they're uh, big robots fighting and stuff yeah let's go see another one like yeah. can you think off the top of your head another film that really nails home the fear that Jaws has I'm just trying to think I, I, I just it just popped in my head then I'm trying to think of it because you know like it Jaws legitimately made people afraid to go in the water. Two, I'm trying to think of another movie that's ever done that. Two words. Point Break. Point Break. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not Point Break. Jurassic Park. Wolf Creek. Oh, oh nice. Okay, that, of course. That movie just uh, messed me up. Oh, yeah. But I was terrified. What, so you just on your shitbox rally? Oh, uh, yeah, recently. absolutely. Yeah. The, the <laughs> yeah. amount of times that Wolf Creek was mentioned as we went into, like, or drove out of towns and went... Ooh. <laughs> Look at that shed. Right. Ooh. <laughs> right. That's a fair point. I just yeah, I, I, I can't, I can't think of too up. many films. I mean, there you go. You got your horror films, and you watch a horror film, and then you turn the lights out to go to bed, and you're like, "Oh shit, is there something behind me?" But but movies that genuinely instill fear, like Jaws and Wolf Creek, do. Like I can't. Well, the thing with the me. thing with Jaws and Wolf Creek, not comparing them together at all, but the no, no. The, can, the similarities they have is that they've used. So Wolf Creek used a lot of. Like, you know, you can tell that it's based on stuff that, like, Act- actual actually backpack happened. murders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a little bit from here and a little bit from there and a little bit from here. But you sit there and you go, do I, did it, 
did this happen? And they're I real, actually remember this happening. They're, they're, they're real places. Yeah. Too. And they're real places and things. And Jaws yeah. was the same. It's like all the information's factual. Yeah, because it gives you this. Well, hang on. Jaws this is, this was based real. on um, based I mean, on the book, book called Jaws, but the book oh, really? was inspired by a series of shark attacks right. that were happening on some insane heat wave in New Jersey. Yeah, I that's think right. I, I read it somewhere. I, I don't know where, but yeah. What was his name? Um, oh, I wrote I down Peter Peter Benchley, and he played the news reporter on the beach. Oh, that, oh now really? speaking of well dressed. That bloke, that, I really. That man was a snappy dresser. He had a shirt to die. Yeah. I liked what he he really delivered his lines well. Like he was like, a, it was the, just the little sentence he came up with. I can't remember what it was now, but it was such a good line. Uh, uh, I Some news, yeah. And he co- he reporter. co-wrote the screenplay as well. Oh, cool. Yeah, so he adapted. That's good. His own work. Yeah. The thing I like about this is it really does show that well, one that Steven Spielberg was a genius, born to make movies, born yeah. to make movies. It's a great story. It's a great script, and even the fact that the shark didn't work in a lot of scenes, mm. and they just went, oh, this is just crap, let's just write around it. Mm. And they had great guys there that wrote a better story than what they started with, Yeah, with the fact that, you know, it didn't rely on CGI that's, you know, so overdone in so many things these days. It was just this very easy-to-shoot film. Well, I suppose in 1975, there probably wasn't much mm. more than that, but, you know. You know, you know what would have been sweet? If Jaws, the sequel to Jaws, <laughs> where is this going to go? <laughs> if this, because you know, the look on your face. Jaws got a Tech Nine, and he's no, no, ever no, revenge. No, no, <laughs> Freaking no. laser beam. Get this, okay. Okay. So at the end, their boat sunk, right, and they're paddling off back to shore. Yeah. Sequel is Castaway, right, <laughs> and then obviously one of them dies. So the sequel's Castaway. <laughs> But then when they get off, when whoever survives, let's say it's Brody, gets off the island, yeah. people just, people are like, oh, we had a couple of shark attacks ages ago, but it wasn't a big deal. And he's like trying to convince everyone that there was this <laughs> really big shark. That'd be a sweet sequel. Uh, that's an interesting one. I'm just saying. Shit, you know, I like it. Good fan theory. I, like yeah, it. I love yeah. a good fan theory. Because <laughs> that's what I said. I thought, I, basically, the very last thing, if I can... Get to my notes. Is them on my swimming com- away on the barrels. Yeah, they were yeah, swimming away on the barrels, and I just said plot twist. They <laughs> drift and die of starvation trying to get back to land. <laughs> <laughs> because you can't see any land. They're just there's no land. They're, they're swimming just, away but, from water. Yeah. Uh, in, in saying that, I did notice in a couple of shots because they are before the boat in boat engine dies, they are hooting back to land. Yeah, they've gone full mm. throttle, and uh, in a couple of scenes, land is quite close. Okay, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, and it's not. Negative. And it seems like they're kind of swimming out to sea as opposed to going towards the big landmass mm. that's behind them. But I don't know. Yeah. Should we? Uh, Should we wrap it up? Yeah. Start to wrap it up. Maybe give some uh, some it's Al's, scores. It's Al's Al's film. Scores. So, what's the San Dimas School of uh, Film rating system? Uh, the San Dimas the San Dimas scale mm. is how we rate our films, Tim. Uh, we rate our films on a scale of how good it is compared to Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, of course, which gets a hundred percent. Because we are the San Dimas School of Film. Uh, so a film can be worse than that, get a lower percentage. It can be higher than that. can be better than that and get a higher percentage. Uh, yes. What do you think? Loved it. Loved it. 130% for me. Ooh. Yep. I liked it much more Strong than... Strong film. Right. Yep. No sandwiches? Uh, I... Did I eat any sandwiches? I don't think so. No. No, only because I've seen it a lot and I love it and I know it really well. Mm-hmm. I, but I don't think I was eating sandwiches. No sandwiches. No. So, so yeah. For I certainly didn't. I, if if I was going to eat a sandwich during this film, I would pause it. Yeah. I wouldn't. Ah, I wouldn't mind. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. mind pausing it. So it's not. <laughs> or, it's not worthy of turning an eye, a blind eye to. You have to yeah. pause the film. Yeah, Basically, would, yeah, the sandwich system works. Is if you get up, if you get distracted and get up to go make a sandwich, clearly you're not invested in the film. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So whereas I would happily get up to make a sandwich, but you'd but I'll pause it, <laughs> providing yeah, okay. it's paused or. Prepare the sandwiches before. That's a good idea. Tuna sandwiches. Tuna sandwiches. And a pee bottle. Yeah, 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 exactly. Brad? Uh, Look, I I so want to give this a 200 because this literally is, this is in my top two, top top three. But You don't jump the shark. Yeah, exactly right. So (laughs) I don't want to do it. So I'm going to back it off to like, let's go a a 160. Nice. Um, 
this is one of the all-time great films that will just, it'll never get old. It will scare the hell out of kids for a hundred years to come. And it's just brilliant. Everything about it is brilliant. There's hardly any faults in it. Mm. It's, I just love it. It's great. Yeah. Uh, Zero look, sandwiches. Zero. Look, I, <laughs> I, won't give it, I won't give it any yeah. sandwiches. You know, like, awesome film. Uh, I, I'd say from my childhood, I was more invested in Bill and Ted's. So I'd probably so I'd prefer Bill and Ted's over this. So I'm going to have to oh. go below 100%. I mean, look, it's... You it's know, all right. It's, yeah, it's all right. But it's close. You're rating, man. You, you just offended the <laughs> shit out of that. <laughs> well, look, you know what? One thing that makes us great is I think we have good differences of opinions. Uh, but I look, but it's, you're it's wrong. definitely up there. <laughs> <laughs> look, I'd, I'd definitely give it uh, a solid 90%. Uh Absolutely. I was thinking about 95, but I'm like, mm, no, I still, I would still prefer Bill and Ted. So 90%, no sandwiches. Uh, yeah. Timmy, finish it off. Bring it home. Um, it's an, yeah. <laughs> it's an interesting one because there are, there are some, there, there were some slow moments where I could have gotten up and made a sandwich Ooh. without thinking twice about it. Is that because you've seen it so many times, though? No, I haven't. I've only seen it maybe three times. Max. Oh, really? Yeah, I haven't really seen it a whole lot. So, um, it, and and I only really saw it for the first time pretty recently. Like I'm talking within the last couple of years, I reckon. So wow. I've been a late coming to this one. But um, if 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 say we had a random Friday night and you put two movies down in front of me and said we've got Jaws or we've got Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. <laughs> I'd probably select Bill and Ted. I, oh, I, I, I mean, that's, that's, no, that's a fair. Have we been at the pub? <laughs> we may. We, yeah, yeah. We've, mm. Yeah, I think mm. we've been. How many people? How many people in the room? Yeah. Um, I, I don't think it matters. Okay. okay. I don't think it matters. Look, well, I'm to, oh, sorry. <laughs> I don't mean to rain you in You might be thunder, looking at this too much. But look, I'm just like, <laughs> are you coming home from the pub by yourself and going, oh, I might put a movie on? Or... We'll go, let's go back to my place for a movie. Oh. See? Okay, that makes it a bit different. Look, if I'm going back by myself, so if I've, if I've gone to the pub and I've gone home <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I might sneak something cheeky on, have something to eat and, you know, maybe head to bed a bit later, I'd probably put Bill and Ted on. If there was more than one of me and there was maybe a group of us, yeah, I might consider yours. See, you know? I would, I would be the exact I'd do the opposite. opposite. Yeah, I'd do the opposite. Yeah. Yeah, I'd yeah, be yeah, like, absolutely. come back to my place, boys, let's watch Bill and Ted's on. Yeah. yeah. I'd be like, on my own, I'm like, I'm getting jaws out. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Oh. oh, well, there you go. Oh, sorry. P- Percentage-wise? Uh, I don't even know what's going on anymore. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, look, I, I enjoy it. I I think it's very well made. I think um, I like the characters. But uh, at the same time, it's it's not a movie that I would watch a lot. I wouldn't watch it four times a year. I wouldn't watch it once a year. I'd watch it occasionally, you know. So I'd probably give it a probably about maybe eighty eight percent, maybe <laughs> somewhere in there. That's very specific. I, and, we'll kill and, them later. But but I mean, look, it's it's and I give it, you know, because obviously I've given movies a lot lower than that. But I think that I have a very deep appreciation for this film, regardless. Yeah. Um. Nice. Sorry, I will so, let him leave. So it's not. Yeah. It, it's it's more of a. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just a movie that doesn't hundred percent click with me. I suppose. Hmm. Plus, I spent a lot, I spent a lot of this movie just fucking hating on humans so bad. Like, I just, I just, I think all the humans in this movie just, are just, really, oh, just cheering for the shark. <laughs> yeah, eat that kid. Well, I mean, look, there was a point where I was just kind of feeling like it, the shark was pretty ruthless. It was kind of the shark was very like you could kind of see where they went with Anaconda. Like, just keep coming yeah. back. Just, just shark, swim away. Shark was hungry. Yeah. It's yeah. also uh, cut it's him some bloody big shark. It's yeah. very topical at the moment uh, as well with the amount of. You know, yeah, but yeah. I mean the thing is seven point six two meters. The shark is. It was that's that's massive. But, <laughs> that's big. Um, that's big shark. <laughs> but yeah, like uh, I spent a lot of time, and towards the end, I'm just kind of feeling sorry for the shark a bit. You know, it was just getting pummeled. It felt very Moby Dickish to me mm, in terms yeah. of you know. Um, and just all the stuff of, you know, kill, kill the sharks and weird yeah. tourism. And mm. I just, I just hate a lot of people in this film. So, <laughs> um, so it's very <laughs> cool. Yeah. That's that probably, but in saying that though, I, it is a very good film. So nice one. Nice that's one. my, that's my round of it. Well, gentlemen, it has been an absolute delight talking with you this evening. We, um, have one more thing, well, one more duty for today. Oh, two. Oh, of course. We've got two. You're going to shoot the email. Oh, of course. Um, if anyone has any problem with anything we've said, then <laughs> please direct please. it to our complaints department. <laughs> yeah, correct. Um, which is sandemusfilm at gmail.com. 
Okay, it so, is... Uh, I think it's time for, yeah, selecting the next film, and I'm very worried because <laughs> it is one Julian Slaney's <laughs> turn. Um, obviously, as we do, we have great difficulties selecting what film to discuss, and I had a lot of movies in my mind where I was like, yeah, just let's put another speed on, or another movie that I really like, and the movie that I've chosen, I do really like, but I... Th- think it's worthy of discussion it's a movie i've watched multiple times and i still don't completely understand it i still don't completely i haven't quite completely I'm figured worried. it out I reckon, i'm so worried i've got something in my mind so i'm I gonna say so all right. Yeah, all right. and i'm really worried <laughs> what if all three of us say it at once all right i'll tell you what how about you three guys on the count of three you say what you think it is all at the same time. Yeah. Okay. I want to see if you guys, if you guys get it all at the same time, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. <laughs> Ready? Right, One, two, three. Die Emily Darko. Not even close. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the movie I've chosen, like I said, I've watched it multiple times uh, and I still don't completely understand it, which is why I think it's definitely worthy of a discussion. It's a Guy Ritchie film. It was made in 2006 and it is called Revolver. Ooh, mm. nice. All right, and now everyone's sitting there going, what the hell is a revolver? revolver? It's a pretty unknown That's film. That's not Lockstock. That's not Lockstock. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a bit of an odd film, so now... Well, well played, Slane. Yeah, Revolver, so... Yeah. Oh, hang on a sec. Who's in that? Uh, Jason Statham. Yeah, Statham, and... Statham, his name? Mm-hmm. I don't know, anyway. Uh, uh, um, he was in uh, Reservoir Dogs. What's his you'll, name? You'll have to find there's out. There's a few guys. Steve yeah. Buscemi? No, nah, not Buscemi. Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta's not, not in Res- Reservoir Sorry, Dogs. not Reservoir Dogs. What's the one about Goodfellas. Is it Goodfellas? Ray Goodfellas. Liotta. Yeah, Ray Liotta. Yeah, sorry. Goodfellas, not Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, I'm, I am totally I, editing that Revolver. out. Revolver. <laughs> I, I think I've seen this. Well, Revolver it is then for the next one. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Jules. Uh, like I said before, it has been a delight and a pleasure spending the evening with you gentlemen talking about films that I love. Uh, thanks for joining us out there for the San Dimas School film. We hope you come back, tell your friends, hit that subscribe button, and we'll see you next time.